crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the geek revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Listen to Weeby Geeks podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or online at WeebyGeeks.net. Weeby Geeks, your voice for the Geek Revolution. Want to know more? Be sure to check out www.dailynews.com. WDW Daily News provides articles and other information about the Walt Disney Company and more. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at WDW Daily News, a proud partner of Sorcerer Radio. You are going to be a force for good and a very important sorcerer. The following is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Are you insane? DW60 with Jeff Davis. There's a very powerful voice. Where it's coming from, we have no idea. On Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program to bring you the top news stories from the Walt Disney World Resort on DW60. This is Press Row. Time for the headlines from the Walt Disney World Resort. It's DW60's Press Row. However you may be listening, Sorcerer Radio, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Radio, the Weeby Geeks Network. We're glad you're here to find out what is happening over at the Walt Disney World Resort. Jeff Davis here with you. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Kicking things off, we talk about how many days it has now been since the Magic Kingdom had a nighttime parade right there on Main Street, USA, and throughout the rest of the park. 563 days now without a nighttime parade. So somebody asked me in the fun zone last week during the show, they said, okay, so let's say next week, Disney, go. they decide to go ahead and tell everybody, yes, a new nighttime parade is coming in 2020. Does that mean you're going to stop counting days? I said, no, it's not. Simply because Disney can always be wrong in the time frame that they're going to come out with something. It's happened before many, many different times with different shows, other parades, attractions. You just run to a snag every now and then, and it's delayed. So, yes, I will continue to count the days. Because if they do get it wrong, then we still continue to not have a nighttime parade of the Magic Kingdom. So whether they announce something at D23 Expo next year in 2019, even if they announce something saying, yeah, July of 2021, we're going to start up a new brand, a brand new parade. We're still going to count the days. And in my eyes, I think it would be wrong for me not to be at the Magic Kingdom the very first time that parade starts (laughs) after going all this time counting these days and talking about it on every show every show that i do i think it would be wrong not to be there for the start of that parade doing some some type of a live broadcast whether it be on periscope uh, youtube facebook whatever twitter instagram there's a lot of choices I think it would be wrong for me not to be there. There's going to be a massive crowd. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so getting to the Magic Kingdom that day would be uh, would be tough. You'd have to get there in the in the morning before they reach capacity because I think they would. But that that is my plan is to be there for the very first parade, uh, just to get uh, just to be satisfied, I guess, in some form or fashion. So five hundred and sixty three days without a nighttime parade. All right, coming on May the 25th this year, Donald's Dino Bash kicks off over Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, some think that this is just a temporary addition when in all actuality, it's looking more and more like a permanent addition to the theme parks, really. So in the storyline, Donald has just found out that he's a descendant of dinosaurs, and he's thrilled. That was came from Mark Renfro, who is the show director with Disney Parks Live Entertainment. Now, since the closure of Camp Mini Mickey back in 2014, 
They did that to make way for Pandora, the world of Avatar. What happened is character experiences at the animal kingdom have become very scarce. There have not been many of them. So with the addition of Donald's Dino Bash, there's going to be eight brand new stations for guests to meet characters, including, and a lot of people are going to be real happy about this, Scrooge McDuck, DuckTales, Launchpad McQuack as well. Renfro said, it's here forever. So it's not going to go anywhere. It's not temporary. This is going to stick around. He also said it's going to feel much more alive and definitely have so much more for the family and the kids. Did you ever get the feeling that Dinoland USA, aside from the attraction Dinosaur, maybe Primeval World, if you want to throw that one in there, it just felt like a dead area. I'm not real sure if character experiences are going to liven it up that much. I'm not real interested in carnival-style games. Uh, they've got some good snack options. Uh, one other attraction that's... Do you know what the name of that attraction is? The one across from uh, Primeval? I'm asking Nicole, by the way. Do you know? I don't either. I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. That one's for the kids. Yeah, it's just like Aladdin's Flying Carpets or Dumbo. Oh. Triceratops Spin? That's the name of it? Okay. So, it's kind of a dead area. They got a nice shop, little nice shopping spot there. Like I said, a couple of good snack options. And then they've got carnival-style games. I don't go to Walt Disney World to play carnival-style games. I can do that at the Crawfish Festival going on down the street from here right now. They got plenty of them. I don't want to do that when I go to Walt Disney World. You want to do that? Go to Six Flags. Go to Cedar Point. Go to the Boardwalk. But I don't know if new character experiences are really going to liven up the area that much other than people just waiting around in line to see Scrooge McDuck. If they don't have the DuckTales theme song playing in that area, I'm going to be really surprised. (laughs) Nicole's like, please, please (laughs) have it playing 24 seven because I know you guys like that song as well. So. I'll have to see it the next time I'm over at Walt Disney World, which could be one of two times. Uh, we just you know, put uh, made the details final uh, with Storybook Destinations for our trip in September. Uh, we're taking my niece, Kinley, for her 10th birthday. She has no idea. We're not, not even going to tell her until the night before we leave. All she knows is she's coming to visit with her uncle for a few days, and we're going to drop on her that... Uh, we're going to Walt Disney World the next morning. So, that is happening. There's one other time I might be able to go. I might be crashing a bachelorette party. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, thinking about it, I'm just staying in a different hotel. And uh, I can I can do a, a, a couple of Jeff days at the parks. But I'll also have an opportunity to check out the new uh, Toy Story Land over at Disney's Hollywood Studios if I want to. I'm kind of 50-50 on that area, so I haven't decided on that. So, but we know we're going September. We do know that, so that's going on. All right, so Walt Disney World Resort is currently hiring about 3,500 full and part-time cast members coming up for the busy summer season. You know how busy it gets at Walt Disney World when it comes to the summer. Lots of long lines, lots of upset people, lots of people eating at restaurants and other things. Many of the positions... Uh, though including the part-time ones, are offering a hiring bonus that is at least double the amount that was offered in 2017. For example, let me tell you this. Full or part-time lifeguards are going to get a $1,000 bonus. That's up from $500 in 2017. While seasonal lifeguards are still going to receive $500. That's, That's not a bad bonus just to start working in Walt Disney World. They're also hosting some uh, job fairs in the coming weeks as well for like housekeeping, casting center, lifeguards, a lot of different positions being offered. Um, So what you need to do is check out online applications. I know some of the, uh, you know, hiring process is going to go on uh, there at Walt Disney World, stuff like that. So just get on the company website and start looking for those jobs if you're interested and you might have an opportunity to get a hold of one of those bonuses. That's kind of nice. So just a little job information for you guys if you want it all right after weeks of rumors lots of rumors 
people wondering when this was going to happen. And I've got an interesting question I'm going to tie to this when I tell you. Finally, Walt Disney World announced their free Disney dining plan promotion for 2018. So if you're visiting August the 20th to September the 29th, and then November 24th to November 27th, and December 7th to December 23rd, it's a long time. You can get a free dining plan when you purchase a non-discounted Walt Disney World Resort Hotel and Ticket Package. Now, the kicker is, though, it's, the package has got to be a five-night, six-day Magic Your Way package with a Park Hopper or Park Hopper Plus option. And the promotion has got to be booked by July the 7th, 2018. Now, guest staying at Value and Moderate Resorts will receive a free quick service dining plan. And Deluxe and Deluxe Villa Resort guests will get a free Disney dining plan. That's the kicker. Well, not exactly the kicker. You can upgrade if you want. If you're getting the quick service with your stay, you can upgrade to the regular dining plan if you want to. You just pay the difference between the two. But the following rooms and resorts are excluded, as usual, from the free dining offer. You've got the All-Star Movies, Art of Animation, Little Mermaid Rooms, Fort Wilderness Campsites, Port Orleans Riverside. That's a kicker for me because I love that resort. Port Orleans French Quarter. Contemporary Resort, Bay Lake Tower, Wilderness Lodge, Polynesian Village Resort, Standard Rooms and Villas, Villas at Disney's Grand Floridian, and all three bedroom villas. This year's free Disney dining plan promotion includes alcoholic and specialty drinks. Not bad. But my question is this. Could this be the last year for free dining? We know Toy Story Land is opening in just a short amount of time, weeks. We know that next year, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is opening up. We know soon the new Star Wars Hotel is opening up. Disney's going to want to maximize the amount of money that they get for vacation packages. How do they do that? They have people pay for parking (laughs) that's going to happen how else do they do it they have people pay for the dining plan plus disney's having a real problem as usual with their website and the my disney experience app and it's getting ridiculous the day this happens all day long all you do is hear people complain the website is down the phone lines are constantly busy the my disney experience app won't even work You would think after all this time that Disney has been doing free dining and the day that it comes out, you would have thought the tech people over Disney throughout the year would have, you know, made things a little bit better, made the servers a little bit better to be able to handle all the traffic they know they're going to get. And so many people miss out on free dining because of these technical issues. It's become a real problem. And every year, you expect for it to happen, but at the same time, you expect Disney to fix the problem, too. But I think Disney's going to want to maximize the amount of money that they get from you. So there could be a good chance that this might be the very last year for free dining. Now, free dining is very nice. It's what? Close to a 10% discount, maybe, on the food that you get while you go to Walt Disney World during your vacation, depending on where you eat. You do save some money, but they've also got hotel discounts as well going on during that time. And a lot of people will tell you it's better and cheaper to go with the hotel discount instead of the dining. The money that you save from discounts on hotels is better than the dining plan. But there's just something about being able to get your food, whatever you want, on the dining plan and not having to take out your wallet and pay for it other than gratuity of course and then if you're in a party of eight <laughs> boy that gratuity goes up well what what were we paying that year with my sister was it like uh what 18 yeah. percent? it was like 18 to 20 percent in gratuity with a party of eight or more and your wallet just goes oh gosh hurts it hurts but that's what happens when you have a big party So that is happening. All right. 
Apart from May the 11th, 13th, 17th, 27th, and 29th, Disney's Animal Kingdom is going to have extra morning magic hours. Every morning from April 29th to June the 30th, depending on the day, though, the park will open for extra magic hours as early as 7 or 8 a.m. The updated park hours allow guests staying at Walt Disney World Resort Hotels to experience the park before it opens the regular park hours. So that is a good opportunity for you to do what? Go over and check out Pandora, the world of Avatar, because even though we're coming up on the one year anniversary for the opening of Pandora. And a lot of people will ask the question sometimes, you know, maybe I should wait a year before I go and see it. A lot of people are saying, well, maybe I should wait a year before I go and see Star Wars Galaxy's Edge over at Hollywood Studios. Let me tell you this. Waiting a year doesn't make all that much of a difference because you go and you pull up the wait times for Flight of Passage and Navi River Journey. They're not much different than what they were the first week that that new area of the park was open. You're still waiting three hours for Flight of Passage. You're still waiting at least two hours from Na- for Navi River Journey. Doesn't make all that big of a difference. So extra magic hours like this going on during that time, take advantage of it. Get up early, get out of bed, get ready, get over to the Magic Kingdom, be at the front of the lines for rope drop for, you know, extra magic hours, and you can make it and may only spend 30 to 45 minutes in line for Flight of Passage, and you have it done. You're finished. Then you can say you've seen it. I don't need to go back. You don't have to do like I did. I waited, what, three and a half hours in line? Maybe four? Because they weren't offering fast passes at the time. And so I had to sit there and wait. I loved going through the queue at Flight of Passage. It was fantastic. One of the best queues I've ever seen Disney do, along with the attraction itself. It was a long wait. It was hot. It was, what, Memorial Day weekend? I believe one of the hottest weekends before the actual summer in Florida last year. It was scorching outside. So hot. So take advantage of these extra morning hours for the Animal Kingdom coming up. The Disneyland Resort added a second Disneyland after dark Star Wars night at Disneyland Park. It's going to be on May the 9th. We talked about this a few weeks ago. I gave you guys a little insider on some information that I found out about. Now, the first event scheduled for May the 3rd sold out literally in hours of the tickets being released. And the event includes after-hours access to Disneyland, special entertainment, a dance party, character encounters, plus special-themed food and beverages. It's a great event. People are really excited about it. The May 3rd Star Wars night will be the first opportunity to meet Rey, see, see March of the uh, First Order, and experience the return of Hyperspace Mountain. All of those experiences, though, are opening to the public beginning on May the 4th. So some new exclusive experiences were created for guests for the second party. During the May 9th Star Wars night, guests will be among the first to purchase Solo, a Star Wars story pins. Those are going to go very, very quickly. They will also have an additional Star Wars-themed photo opportunity And let's see, a few other things as well, some book signings and stuff like that. The event begins 9 p.m. and continues until 1 a.m., but guests can enter the park beginning at 6 p.m. Tickets are $99, and they're going to go on sale May the 1st. So, even if you're on the East Coast, wake up early. If you want these tickets, you better buy them quickly. Disney does not do a second night of its experience very often, but they were so impressed with the response that they got for this one, they said, we need to do a second one. And, as you may or may not know, DJ Elliott, he's going to be at the first one on May the 3rd slash 4th. He's also going to be at the one on May the 9th as well. He's doing both parties. So if you're a big DJ Elliott fan, you need to be out there for that. Pandora, the world of Avatar, we just talked about it. Well, it is celebrating its first anniversary on Memorial Day weekend. On Sunday, it officially welcomed a new character experience to the highly themed land. They needed this badly. 
The new Pandora utility suit and pilot are now a regular part of the daily scene over in Pandora. A 10-foot high and said to weigh (laughs) 4.2 tons. It's not really. Uh, The new walking suit has articulated hands operated by human pilots strapped into the cockpit. As the pilot explains, although resembling the AMP suits depicted in the film Avatar, his utility suit was designed for restoration and study of the floral and geography of the planet of Pandora. So what you need to do is look at your times guide or check out the My Disney Experience app for the times the pilot is going to be walking around and meeting guests there in Pandora, the world of Avatar. Seen video on it. It looks really neat. And like I said before, the park really needed this. We all expected Pandora to be a little more interactive when it first opened. Except for the big plant that they have at the beginning of the land. That's like the only interactive thing that they really have going on. There's not much more other than the two attractions. Now, the way the plants look, the bioluminescent you know, forest lights up at night as far as on the ground and the plants and everything else, really cool. But there's nothing really interactive. I was expecting to have Navi characters walking around being able to do picture opportunities with guests. That's what I was expecting. Didn't get that. Didn't get that. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But to have this new utility suit walking around, it's pretty neat to look at. But only for a couple of minutes. Are you really going to stand around for 20, 30 minutes just to watch him? No, nah, I doubt it. Not in the Florida heat. But it's it's something nice. It's something extra. I think it's needed. So check it out because the suit does look pretty cool. All right. Disney Parks blog shared some news about the ongoing development of a new 270-acre, 50-megawatt solar power facility under construction at Walt Disney World near Disney's Animal Kingdom. Once online, the new facility's million solar panels in conjunction with the existing solar facility constructed near Epcot are expected to provide enough electricity to power up to 25% of the power needs needed at Walt Disney World during the hours the sun is at its, uh, you know, brightest, I guess. Now, the solar facilities are expected to generate enough renewable clean energy to power two of the four Disney parks at the resorts. So that's pretty cool. That's kind of nice. Reminds me of the universe of energy, doesn't it? Also, golfers. I know there's not many of you out there for Walt Disney World, but I do want to let you know about this. You may want to get your hands on the new limited edition Callaway Walt Disney World golf stand bags that include 11 swinging Mickey and Walt Disney World golf logos (laughs) available in black or blue. They are now available for $179 plus tax. You can get more information at the pro shops. Or contact the Arnold Palmer Golf Management's Retail Sales Manager, Sean Clarson, by email. So, 180 bucks for a uh, golf bag. That wouldn't say that's really all that bad. Plus, it's a Disney one, so you want to check that out. Finally, the American Gardens Theater will once again come alive with the sounds of some fantastic music during the Eat to the Beat concert series at Epcot's International Food and Wine Festival this year. Now, new this year to the concert series will be percussionist extraordinaire and singer Sheila E. and 80s Canadian rockers Glass Tiger. 98 Degrees featuring brothers and Dancing with the Stars alums Nick and Drew... Is it Lachey? I think that's the last name. Uh, Also bring their smooth harmonies to the festival. Check this out. This is good. Jim Belushi brings his rhythm and blues band, The Sacred Hearts, to the festival this year. Also, this year's lineup will include two contemporary Christian music artists, Mercy Me and Taryn Wells, formerly of Royal Taylor. Some of the other returning favorites this year will include 80s pop star Tiffany and Billy Ocean, 90s sensations Hanson and Everclear, and a big fan favorite for quite a few years now, Sugar Ray will be there. So here's what the lineup looks like. Blue, Do- uh, Blue October, Tiffany, Mercy Me, Glass Tiger, Torrin Wells. We've also got uh, Postmodern Jukebox, Baja Men, Living Color, Sheila E., Sugar Ray, David Cook, Jeffrey Osborne, Jim Belushi and the Sacred Hearts, Everclear, Mark Willis, 
I'm um, sorry, Mark Wills, Air Supply, 98 Degrees, 38 Special, Devin Allman Project, Billy Ocean, Starship featuring Mickey Thomas, Hanson, Taylor Dane, Boys to Men, The Hooters, and of course, ending the E to the B concert series, and has been for quite some time now, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. The festival's 23rd year runs from August the 30th to November the 12th, 2018. For more information on the festival, check out tasteepcot.com. It's email time. It's email time. Hey, everybody, it's email time. (laughs) One quick email to get to this week came from Ed Abbott. He said, I asked you guys a question last week, what your thoughts were on Walt Disney World actually getting a new monorail fleet, if you thought it was actually true. If it was really going to happen, I'm kind of 50 50 on it. I'll believe it. You know, when Disney actually says something and we know they're going to be coming at a specific time. And um, I talked about the bus, bus schedules and stuff like that. So he replied to that. He said, I believe the monorail fleet rumor. We are annual pass holder regulars going at least twice a year. The buses are better and the clocks help. They need to expand the clocks to the parks as well. We love the bus schedule being available on the app. That is fantastic. Now we will know whether we can slow down or rush while we're still inside of the resort. I never noticed that they did not have the bus wait times uh, posted over there at the um, the waiting areas over the parks. I guess I've never seen them. So having them on the app gives you a little bit better of a... Uh, a time frame as to when you think you might be getting out of there. Now, if you're leaving at night, like the Magic Kingdom, when everybody else is leaving, you're going to wait 20 to 30 minutes. But at least you know, hey, we're expecting a bus at 11:30 or 11:45 or whatever. So that gives you a little bit better of a um, a time frame and how you want to uh, you know plan your evenings or your mornings or anything. I think it's a fantastic idea. I love it. I think it has gotten better over the years. So we'll just have to wait and see. But I do appreciate uh, Ed Abbott sending in his email. If you have an email you want to send to me, send it to dw68srsounds.com. You can send me a message on Twitter at dw underscore 60 and all that other stuff. So those are your headlines and your rumors here on Press Row. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Sorcerer Radio is celebrating its 17th year of playing all of your favorite Disney music. And we'd like to thank the listeners for sticking with us. To celebrate, we are giving away free Sorcerer Radio stickers to all of our listeners. To receive your sticker, just send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to Sorcerer Radio, P.O. Box 207, Prairieville, Louisiana, 70769. Thanks again, and here's to many more years of radio magic. Offer valid for U.S. residents. There's an adventure in every cup waiting for you at Expedition Roasters. And now, there's two new theme coffees waiting to be explored. Get your motor running with Route 66 Tire Fix. A smooth breakfast blend perfect for the world's fastest racing machine's big race? Or just a low and slow cruise through town? Are you looking for something a little darker? Whether your day involves ruling the galaxy or simply crushing a rebellion, Dark Side Roasts will give you the power to complete your day's mission. You'll never have to force yourself to awaken when you brew Dark Side Roast. So why not brew a little magic at your home? Try one of these new small batch roasted themed coffees, or pick up an old favorite at ExpeditionRoasters.com. And don't forget, Sorcerer Radio listeners can take 20% off your first order with code SR20. That's SR20 at ExpeditionRoasters.com. Brew your happy place. Ready for some fun in the Disney parks? Don't forget your Sorcerer Radio gear. The Sorcerer Radio Shop has everything you need to show your SR pride in the parks. Pins, shirts, hats, and more. Before you begin your vacation, stop by the Sorcerer Radio Shop at srsounds.com shop. There's nothing quite like the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. It's the place where dreams come true. Moments last a lifetime, and enchantment is around every corner. The world tells you to grow up. Here, you never have to. Walt Disney World Resort. 
That's the power of magic. To book your magical Walt Disney World vacation, call Storybook Destinations at 1-844-TO-STORY today or visit storybookdestinations.com. Do you have a Disney-related business or product and would like help getting the word out? Become a sponsor of Sorcerer Radio today. For more information, please contact our business office via email at sponsors at srsounds.com. Well, it's been a, uh, a really long time since I've done this segment. Uh, this segment, the Di- Intellectual Disney Conversation, goes all the way back to the days of the Character Breakfast podcast with DJ Sourcey, Imagine, Pluto, and myself. And each week we would pick a topic and, and just discuss it for a little while. I said, well, you know, I think it's a good reason to bring it back. And um, I started with kind of a, um, a topic that uh, most may not start a returning segment with. I don't know. But I asked this question in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone. I asked it on the DW60 Facebook page as well and got one heck of a response from everybody. Because. Uh, <laughs> Seemed to be something that a lot of people had to say a lot about. And I wanted to cover these, you know, comments with you guys on the podcast. Those who are, uh, you know, don't uh, follow either one of the pages, I encourage you to do so. You know, please do join the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone on Facebook. And I would definitely appreciate the like of DW60's Press Row page on Facebook as well. But I did want to go over all these comments, so... Let's let's start with uh, let's just start with the DW sixty page real quick. We'll go through that one first. Like I said, I want to try and get through to all of them. All right, for it <laughs> right off the bat, you know, I asked this question: What is your biggest pet peeve when visiting Walt Disney World? I mean, what really gets under your skin and why? Now, this can be about a cast member. This can be about other guests. That this could be. Somebody in your family who does something that just annoys you. That's not a bad question to start off the intellectual conversation with and returning and everything else. So right off the bat, this <laughs> that's was funny. This was the response I get. Comment number one said, the lack of a nighttime parade. Ding, ding, ding. Do I win? <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, they went on to said, in all seriousness, people... Stopping in the middle of the walkway. Yeah. So let's say you're just walking down Main Street, USA. And uh, you're looking at uh, the buildings. You see the castle down there. And there's a lot going on on Main Street. But it's those people who are right in front of you who just stop walking at a dead stop. We don't have brake lights built in our bodies. Okay. So, of course, there's no way to know. But people who just stop. And you may not be paying attention, and you may run into them. You may not. That is kind of annoying when people do that. Don't just stop and look at your guide map in the middle of Main Street, USA. Walk off to the side. Get on the sidewalk. That's a good one. I like that one. This one right here, I can definitely relate to, and I'm sure most of you can as well. Andy said this. Not really relevant right now. <laughs> and there's a reason why, of course. But when I wait in an hour and a half before the parade starts for people to try and squeeze in front of me, I don't think so. That is annoying. You get your spot for a parade, whether it be the non-existent nighttime parade or the daytime parade or one of the you know party events or anything else. You scope out a good spot and you're sitting there for an hour plus. And you always get those people who want to come within the last 10 to 15 minutes before the parade starts and try to wedge their way into a spot where a backpack can't even fit. I hate that. That is so annoying. If you can't get there in enough time to get a good spot, you're going to be in the back with everybody else. Don't try and wedge yourself between me and the other person next to me just because there's 10 inches of space between us. Doesn't happen that way. And, And don't try and stand in front of me either, especially if I'm on the curb. Don't do that. Let me give you the best advice for a good parade location, okay, on Main Street, USA especially. Right next to a trash can. 
That is one of the best spots I have ever come across to watch a parade. One, nobody is going to be sitting on top of the trash trash cans. Cast members don't allow that. And nobody's going to be sitting on the street side in front of the cast uh, trash can. Cast members don't allow that as well. You have to be on the curb. So if you're sitting in right next to that trash can, you're good to go on that side. Nobody should get in front of you. Now, it is sort of annoying for people consistently after you've been there for an hour throwing stuff in the trash can, hearing that you know lid smack against the side of the uh, uh, of the trash can and stuff like that. That does get kind of annoying, but eventually it stops. And you've got a great spot, especially if you have like a small tripod that you brought with you to broadcast live on Facebook or Instagram or something. You want to put your tripod up on that good spot for it. Nobody's going to get in front of that trash can. You can't do it. So that's just just a nice little uh, little bit of advice for you. All right. Next one. When you've had your parade spot for what seems like forever and someone walks up a few minutes beforehand and tries to sit, stand in front of you. There's another one right there. All right, moving on. Tour groups that chant loudly and have chant battles in a queue while you wait to get on a ride. Majority of us have seen this. That's very annoying to all the other guests. Cannot stand that. That's a bad one. Yeah. All right. Well, the next one says, well, since the viewing spot was already done, I will say that flash pictures going off in a dark ride drives me insane. It takes my eyes a long time to adjust. And, well, it's not nice. No, it's not. It's a dark ride for a reason. It's dark in there because the effects of the audio animatronics and everything else that Disney Imagineers have put on that ride, and it's dark for a specific reason. When you use a flash, you ruin it for other people. Flat out. It just gets ruined, okay? So don't do it. Turn that flash off. Next one said, people who don't know what they're talking about, but think they do. For example, it's not Avatar Land, it's Pandora, the world of Avatar. Or my favorite is when they call Magic Kingdom Disneyland. This might be petty, but I can't stand it when people can't get the names of things right. That's a good one. And it is not called Avatar Land. But a lot of people don't like saying Pandora, the world of Avatar. Apparently that's too many words. Some people are calling Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. They're still calling it Star Wars Land. It's not called that. It's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or just Galaxy's Edge. You can use that, in my opinion, of course. All right, next. When people complain about the crowds, the weather, or really anything so loudly that it interferes with your enjoyment. Yeah, keep your complaints to yourself and don't get so loud about it. I agree with that. (laughs) Mike said, where to start? Yeah, where do you start when it comes to things that annoy you at Walt Disney World? All right, this is another good one and annoys a lot of people. When one person stands in a long line and lets all of their friends or family cut in at the last minute. I can't stand little kids using the bathroom, but not... I can stand, I'm sorry. Little kids using the bathroom, but not a group of adults. That is pretty bad. <laughs> when you've been waiting an hour plus, and then this you know party of like eleven people show up in front of you, and you just sit there and go, "Really, really? Uh, come on!" <laughs> All right. Next, when adults run over or push children out of the way with either their bodies or EMVs, so they can get to some point before the kid. I've watched a poor dad holding a <laughs> sick baby while someone demanded this poor man move out of his way by revving up his EMV and yelling hot coffee. <laughs> poor dad almost dropped the baby because he had to scoop up his other child, a toddler, before moving out of the way before the guy ran him over. That's pretty bad. That's terrible. Ugh. This is another good one right here. People who complain about the price of food and souvenirs. You know where you are. You know where you're going, so plan and save accordingly. That's exactly right. Listen, folks. Yes, a Walt Disney World trip is not cheap from the get-go. I agree with you 100%. But at the same time, you are at a major theme park. You're going to pay high prices for food. And just the simple things of like a t-shirt, it's going to cost you over $20 a lot of times. So don't complain about it. 
That's just theme park merchandise. That's what that is. All right. Well, let's see. Complaining about not getting pixie dust. Okay. When people spell it Disneyland and Disney World. Come on, people. Learn. The correct way to spell it out, Disneyland and Disney World. Not that hard. Okay. All right. I like that. Another one for stopping on Main Street for a picture with the castle on the background and expecting everyone else to stop for their picture. People are going to keep moving. I would appreciate people, you know, maybe kind of going around us if they can. Not walk through our picture. That's very difficult as well. That is very difficult. And that that does annoy me as well. When you see people taking a picture, be be a little more attentive when you're walking around Main Street. Lots of people taking their picture with their families and everything else. They don't want you in their photo. They don't want you in the photo. So if you see somebody holding up a cell phone or a PhotoPass cast member is taking pictures, don't walk right through it, please. Pay a little bit more attention, all right? Sorry, I had to cough there for a second. I'm nursing a cold. The cold got me sick. (laughs) Well, semi-sick, I think. I don't know. All right. This person said, Horizon blockers. Hmm. When one person of any shape or size, mind you, somehow takes up so much room and walks at a frustrating pace so you can't get past them. Okay. That's interesting. I like that. Next one says, people that have to make snacking noise when eating. What, what, what constitutes as a snacking noise? Like, if I'm eating a Dole Whip, I'm, okay, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'll say this now. If I'm eating a Dole Whip, it's going to be good because it's one of my favorites. Or if I'm eating a, okay, turkey, let's go with turkey leg because I love my turkey legs at Walt Disney World, okay? So when I bite into that turkey leg, I'm going to tell people, oh, Gosh, this is so good. Mmm. Oh, my gosh. This is... I can't believe how good this is. Mmm. I do make those sounds. I will. But I don't do them so loudly that people two tables away can go, Would this guy shut up, please? (laughs) I do make sounds when I eat. Now, if you're purposefully eating something crunchy with your mouth open and it's making all kinds of noise, that is kind of nasty, in my opinion. So I wouldn't do that. It just depends on how loud the snacking noise is, especially if it's a good snack. If you're trying to slurp the bottom of the cup to get the last little bit, yeah, that's kind of annoying. It's But it, yummy sounds, yummy sounds are okay with me. Disney food and yummy sounds kind of go together in a, in a certain kind of way, in my opinion. But what this person is talking about is probably being obscene about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so good. No, you don't need to bend. Don't have to be that loud. It's kind of, you know, mm, man, this is really good. Yeah, really enjoying this. You don't have to announce it to everybody. <laughs> All right. All right, this one's kind of long, actually. This may be unpopular, but my biggest pet peeve, the thing that gets me the most and really angers me, people swearing at Disney. Hmm. Not just people swearing out of anger either, people who are swearing in general conversation. Like it's a standard part of everyone's vocabulary. It makes me cringe to hear people swearing around the amount of kids. uh, Around the amount of kids about. It's the same as teaching kids to swear, in my opinion. Now I know in today's culture, swear words have become more commonplace in everyday language in some parts of the world, but that doesn't mean it's the same for everyone. Personally, I very rarely ever swear. In fact, I have to be extremely angry to swear. And even then, I will do it in private or in an adult environment only. I never swear in front of my son or any other children. Apologies if this, if not everyone agrees with this. I I do. Keep the profanity down to, you know, under your breath. Getting into a heated argument with somebody if they, you know, do something you don't like at Disney World doesn't give you the right to just start screaming profanity all over the place. I'm a sailor, okay? I'm, I'm a veteran, Navy, uh, Navy veteran. Uh, and in, in the military, you know, uh, profanity is used quite a bit. Uh, it's used tactfully uh, amongst, uh, you know, ourselves 
at work, but we don't do it out in town towards other people. But there are some people at Walt Disney World who do that, and uh, they probably should not. So, yeah. All right, next one. As someone raising a child with several disabilities, my biggest one would be the judgment we get. Our granddaughter will soon be 13. She's been to Walt Disney World 11 times. She has several diagnoses, ADHD, anxiety, dyslexia, uh, autism, OCD, SPD. She looks normal, but up till two years ago, she rode in a stroller because of being overwhelmed easily. And she is a toe walker and tires out easily, possibly facing major surgery to correct the issue. Now that she's older, we went to rent a wheelchair for her. Now, most people have been great, but especially when she was too old to be in a stroller, the looks and comments were horrible. Rain is a huge trigger for her SPD, so she has to wear two ponchos, then cover up with another couple head couple head to toe. She carries a backpack and usually has two to three stuffed animals. And people look at, look at her like she has three heads. Goodness gracious. Especially when she's having a meltdown. She's not a brat having a fit. She's in a true autism moment and can't help it. People just need to educate. People just need educate need to educate the kids and adults with special needs. Yeah, basically what she's saying. You'd think in 2018 people would understand more. God, that that's a uh, that's a tough one. Trying to begin to even. Imagine what you're going through when it comes to taking. Trying to figure out how to say that. When taking your your granddaughter to Walt Disney World, I'm trying to imagine how that is for you. And I am, I am extremely sorry that you do have to go through that. Um, there is no reason for having to do that because children with disabilities they cannot help it. The situations that bother them, whatever the condition may be, whether it be autism. ADHD, OCD, cancer, whatever it may be, is something they cannot help. They are a child. And even when they become adults, sometimes the situations become too much and they cannot handle it. So those of you who are giving people like that dirty looks or snickering or laughing or saying something to them like you don't need to be here and everything else, shame on you. Shame on you. That's not right. That's a child with, with a, a disability. That's just wrong. I mean, just lay off. Gosh, have a heart. Have a Disney heart. Just have a heart, period. Finally, in the DW60 thread, um, says, Parents that cuss out their little kids at one of the happiest places on earth. I passed a family that was yelling and cussing at their little kids down Main Street. Made me so mad. Yeah, don't... Don't cuss at your children, people. One, that's teaching them, you know, just bad manners. Flat out, that is teaching them bad manners. But don't cuss at your kids in public. Don't do it, period. But don't even, don't even do it in public either. That's just, that's bad form on your part. And um, it's not teaching the, the kids very well either. So, all right, let's move on to the next thread. I got a little bit of time here. All right, these were the comments made on the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone thread. First one says, people who don't know how to walk (laughs) and people who try to leapfrog other guests in line. Yeah, yeah, for rides. That's, again, that gets mentioned and it doesn't surprise me how much it happens. Another person said, one person in line before me, then 20 family members push ahead to join them as they've all been to the bathroom. Yeah. It does make me mad, too. Um, I'm not going to read that one. I can't read that one because that's just... Uh, no. Okay. I I understand what this person is saying in the fun zone, um, but I, I don't want to... Uh, we're just going to leave it alone. Okay. Uh, again, here's another one. People who stop dead in front of you to take a pic or a selfie, give me a little warning. <laughs> it's like... Throw up a little flag or something that says stop. Or a little handheld sign. Stop. That's going to tell me to stop. Everybody knows what a stop sign is. It's universal. 
may not look the same everywhere, but they know what stop means. I'm about to take a picture. Stop. Yeah. Here's another one. Rude people. Whether they are guests or cast members, got a uh, two-for-last visit. A guest pushed their group through us on a FastPass entrance, and half of them did not have a FastPass. The cast member was not paying attention, and when my family went in all green, she started yelling at us to stop in front of everyone. Once she realized she messed up, she dismissed us with a wave and no apology. Same attitude Jeff had to deal with in the parking lot. <laughs> that guy did have a bad attitude, I will say. I try not to dwell on that too much. Another person here says, Biggest thing is people stopping dead in front of you as you're walking. Kind of follow the rules of the road. Pull over and stop. Still wish I was there instead of sitting here texting. <laughs> Don't we all? For those of you who are... If you're listening to this show while you're at Walt Disney World... Bravo, thank you very much. I appreciate that. But for a lot of us right now, we're sitting at home wishing we're at Walt Disney World. Yeah, I agree. Here's another one. Second pet peeve, rules of the road. That would eliminate a good part of congestive areas. Okay, so in this country, we drive on the one way on the right-hand side of the road. On the left side is the opposite direction. If they, If we could do this at Walt Disney World, treat it just like a road, Stuff would flow a lot easier. I have this problem at the grocery store all the time. When going down the aisles with, you know, your your grocery cart. Treat it just like you're driving your vehicle. Stay on the right-hand side. You stay on the left-hand side. I'll stay on the right, you stay on the left. And everybody can move through, no problems. But you got people who are in the direct middle or they're on the very right-hand side. And so everybody's, you know, going in different... Same thing at Walt Disney World. I think it would work a little bit better. I do like that. This person says, not enough time there. I can see the Disneyland stuff here in Anaheim. But so much variety and not enough vacation money. That's a absolute fact. Now, this was a strange response to my question that one person put on there. And I'm not exactly sure what they meant. This person just said, liars. And I kind of scrubbed. I was scratching my head going, and I, I replied to it, and I said, liars are your biggest pet peeve at Walt Disney World? Question mark. Another person said, I'm curious what you mean by this. Can you elaborate? Another person said, I'm curious as well. Another person, okay, this is making me curious too. We never got a response. We don't know what this person meant by saying liars. That is, liars are their biggest pet peeve at Walt Disney World. Still wrapping my head around this one. I don't know. It's really weird. Oh, I needed a drink of water there. Okay, better. Next one's liars. <laughs> Another person said flash pictures on dark rides. There you go. People running over my heels with their strollers. Pay attention. I mean, I didn't run into anyone with my stroller. <laughs> yeah, some of these strollers that people bring to Walt Disney World, they're like the size of a small car. You got to be careful with those things. But at the same time, don't stop in front of strollers like people do to take selfies and everything else because all that extra space, they don't have time to stop. So just be mindful. Everybody be mindful of each other. (laughs) All right, here we go. Short answer, other guests behaving poorly. Long answer, the other guests are the worst for all kinds of reasons. The ones who dress inappropriately, the ones who are inconsiderate of others, or just obvious to those around them, the ones who are actively obnoxious or rude on purpose, people who let their children run amok, 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 (laughs) the ones that get too drunk and behave badly or unsafely, the ones who plan poorly or misjudge then, and then blame everyone but themselves, the ones who get louder and louder in an attempt to bully others into giving them special treatment. Wow, this is a very long post. People who are careless and unsafe, smokers and vapors who smoke and vape where they're not supposed to. I'm going to stop right there. I'm a vapor. I do. I do vape. Do what we're supposed to, people. All right? Just saying. People who stop right in front of you instead of moving out of the way. People walking around while texting. I don't like that. Get off your phone when you're walking around Walt Disney World, please. Golly, gee whiz. Stop walking and texting and checking Snapchat, Snapchat, 
Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Stop checking it while you're walking. Uh, Some people go to their parks on their best behavior, as they should, but others go in with an attitude like they can do whatever they want just because they paid to get in. One of the worst things I ever saw was a woman have a meltdown at a child in line to go into Hollywood and Vine right there in front of everybody. I'm guessing it was her child, but it was awful. The worst other thing was a falling down drunk bachelorette party at Spirit of Aloha. About halfway through, we fetched a CM to settle them down, and everyone around thanked us afterwards. Bad people ruin anything, and it's the only complaint I have about Walt Disney World. Sadly, it's the only... It's the one thing that Walt Disney World can't do a whole lot about, and that's true. You can't control... All that stuff you just mentioned, because I can't remember it all, because that was that was a long post. But detailed and good. I like it. Uh, another person said, strollers. Strollers can be annoying. Uh, we read that one already. Let's see here. That was from the DW60 feed. Another person said, people cutting in front of wheelchairs and strollers, especially as a wheelchair user. Also, people using the wheelchair, ECV, viewing spots for parades and shows without having someone in their party using one. That can be annoying. Another one, a stroller wheelchair pusher who cut me off, then looked at me. Let me read that again. As a a stroller wheelchair, wheelchair pusher, those who cut me off, then look at me when I catch an ankle. Most victims are map smartphone readers while walking. Yeah. It's a he said, she said thing, I guess. I haven't had to deal with either one of those, so I don't know. People who walk too slow. This is one, one person said. People who walk too slow, get out of the way. I got stuff to do. Well, some people, in, in defense of those slow walking people, some people want to take their time. At Walt Disney World. I understand that can be a pet peeve for you, and you're totally entitled to that. But there are some people who just want to take it easy. It's a nice stroll. They want to soak in the area, the environment, uh, all the sounds, the sights, and everything else. So, yeah, you got stuff to do. I get it. I get it. Totally get it. All right. Uh, when people walk right in front of you and stop suddenly, yeah, there's no, uh, again, people do that a lot. I've heard people screaming really loud on the Haunted Mansion just for fun. It's so obnoxious. I want to hear the song. I want to hear the song, too. This is like right in the middle of the attraction. You hear somebody, ah! or some girls scream or something, you know? Uh, that is annoying. <laughs> kids will be kids. And some adults will still be kids at the same time. <laughs> but I like the song. I like the song. All right. Next one said, people who do not move all the way to the end of a row. Here we go. This is a good one. People who do not move all the way to the end of a row of seating and just sit in the middle because obviously the cast member with the microphone is only talking to the rest of us when they say to move all the way to the end of the row. Is that not annoying? I Most of these theaters... With shows like 3D and stuff like that, every angle is a good angle, right? That's the truth. Every angle is a good angle. So why are you stopping in the middle of the... Think of it this way. If you have to go all the way to the end, guess what? You are the first one out, and you don't have to fight the herd to get out. But you're wasting all that space if you're the person who just stops in the middle just because, oh, I want to be in the middle. Come on. The cast member says it for a reason. Every seat is good. Just deal with it. Next comment. Strollers. Okay. Again, rude people. Again, strollers. Rude people. Okay. Another trend. Uh, Let's see here. Trying to find something I haven't heard yet. Okay. I like this one. Says, being being blind. The descriptive audio device they give me at guest services doesn't work. At least with that one, the cast members are willing to work with me and give me a different one if they need to. Yeah, that's kind of... Un- that's annoying. If you're blind, 
and you need the audio device and make sure it works for the guests. Come on, Disney. Ah. Uh, another person said, being deaf, CC devices are hard to find as well. Yeah, that's tough. Sorry to hear that. Another person saying, people walking, then stopping in the middle of the path to talk. Look at the map. Look at the map. <laughs> Pick their nose. Point out Mickey. Argue about where they're going to eat, etc., etc., etc. Move off to the side. Move off to the side. Move along. Move along. Uh, another person said, people who run into you with strollers. Kids on shoulders. I understand they're short. I understand a lot of that, parents. I really do. But you're obscuring the view of other kids when you put your child on your shoulders. You're obscuring the view of other children, and you're obscuring the view of other adults. Now, it may be tougher. Hold your child. Say, hey, Dad, I can't see. Hey, come here. I'll hold you. I may not have held you since you were three, but I'm going to do my best here. I'm going to hold you for as long as I can. Do that with your kids. Don't put them on their, on their shoulders. Yeah. Guess being mean to cast members. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good one. And a lot more, uh, you know, with the strollers and, and everything else. A lot more of those. Those, those are some fantastic comments. And it seems there's a there's a trend with things that annoy other people. Other people annoyed by other people and just the weird things that they do. There are a couple that um, are uncontrollable and there are some that are totally controllable. I would have to say, as far as my biggest pet, pet peeve, hmm, a lot of them were already mentioned in all those comments that I just read to you guys, to be honest with you. Um, one that does kind of annoy me just a little bit. I'm going to tell you this quickly. So let's say you're standing in line for Space Mountain or you're standing in line for some other attraction. And the person in front of you, the family, they have to take the bag off their back and put it on the ground because they need something. The baby needs a water bottle or somebody wants a towel or for whatever reason. They have to stop, kneel down, get stuff out of their bag, okay? Now the rest of the line has already advanced forward. Don't be that person just because the person in front of you had to stop and get something out of their bag and it's delaying you for about 20 seconds. Don't be that person who walks around them to get in front of them because you're tired of waiting on them. You're not getting any further in the line. Only about 15 seconds. It doesn't make that big of a deal. Stop. Wait. Be patient. And let them get what they need to and you guys can move on the line. That's something else I don't like. So that is your intellectual Disney conversation this week on your biggest pet peeves at Walt Disney World. If you've got one that we haven't mentioned or anything, send it to me in an email. Send it to DW, DW60 at srsounds.com. And uh, I'll try and think of another good topic for our intellectual conversation here on Press Row. Ico Ico brings us to the end of our show. Thanks for sticking around and checking out the entire podcast. Now, if you want to contact me with any questions, you know, concerns, you got stories, or you may have something that you know about Walt Disney World that I haven't talked about that you want others to know about, all you have to do is send me an email. Send your email over to dw60 at srsounds.com. You can contact me on social media by heading over to Twitter. Twitter name is at DW underscore 60. And, of course, you can also send a message to me on the DW60 Facebook page. I'll be back again this next Thursday with another edition of DW60, all the great Walt Disney World music. The headlines, the rumors, the emails, all that stuff, if you want to catch the show in its entirety, happens every single Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time on Sorcerer Radio over at srsounds.com. Until next time, hope you have a fantastic week. This is Jeff Davis, DW60's Press Row Podcast. Have a great day.
I think I have everything. Shoes, hat, sunscreen, phone, tickets. Oh, okay, there they are. There's one more thing. And if you're planning that long-awaited trip to Disney World, we have got the tips for you. Ah, there it is. Can't leave without hearing the latest Disney trip tips before my Disney vacation. Disney trip tips, Friday at 1 p.m. on Sorcerer Radio with me, Sandy Alexander. Disney favorites mixed in with some of today's best music. And tips on visiting Walt Disney World. Disney trip tips, Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Hi, this is Sorcerer, thanking you, the listeners, for your continued support of Sorcerer Radio, a station committed to bringing the best Disney programming and keeping with Walt Disney's vision, a station where children and parents can have fun listening together and also transporting you back to that favorite place that you all love so much, Walt Disney World. Thanks again for listening. Have a magical day. 